0: The following program is being brought to you on the Seventh Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit SeventhWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: You can not only learn from your mistakes, you can celebrate them. They define who you are and serve as a learning tool to become your most beautiful self ever. Welcome to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting with your host, Jim Stacy. Jim is the author of 11 books and is here to help you experience the power of the divine deep within yourself. It's inside you. You just have to know where and how to look for it. Now, here is Jim Stacy.
2: Yes, and thank you again to all of you who joined me. I have been on a very exciting adventure lately, and I want to share some of that with you today and in the next few weeks to come. Actually, I'm in the process of writing another book, and as you just heard in the intro about celebrating our mistakes, and you've heard me talk about that and finding the gifts in pain and suffering and claiming your most beautiful self. I I love that phrase. So I'm writing another book, and I'm working on the manuscript, and Actually, I'm going to be sharing some of my notes with you on the next few shows just to get a feel for myself and from my audience of what this is sounding like. The book is about liberating your inner hero or the hero that is within you. Maybe you found part of that so far, and maybe you haven't found much of it. Maybe you found most of it. I don't know. For you see, we're all in different places in our journey. And none of us are failures. We have awakened to different degrees, and we are awakening, each one of us, and we do not compare ourselves with anybody else. We look inside, we claim where we are, and there's no comparisons, there's no way that we can come up short. Your inner hero is awakening more and more. So is mine, and I'm getting in touch with that more and more. But just a few weeks ago, Before I went on a trip, one of the books on my bookshelf just jumped off the shelf at me, it seemed like. And it was a book that I had read before, you know, many years ago, actually, but hadn't seen it for quite a while. And it was a book called The Hero with a Thousand Faces. And I said, hmm, I need to take that with me. And if you haven't heard of that book, it's a book by Joseph Campbell a book that is powerful beyond our understanding sometimes. For what he understood, and I've talked about that br- briefly a, a week, couple weeks ago, but he talked about the hero's journey. He talked about the fact that the hero in his mythology is each and every one of us, each of us as we live our lives, each of us as we find that we're just not satisfied with what is, that there's more. And we know that there's more, but we just don't quite know where to find it yet. And that's okay, because every one of us are in that place. But Joseph Campbell wrote this book, and he wrote several others that I have mentioned before, and I'll be mentioning uh, again in the future. But this hero with a thousand faces, the hero that leaves home, and home isn't just the physical place, but he departs to another place of adventure, and awakening and all that he learns there, all that she learns there uh, is part of the message that the hero returns with to share with other people. Joseph Campbell studied mythology from around the world. He studied hundreds and hundreds of ancient cultures and he was brilliant in his exposition of this image of the hero, the, the shadow, the faces we that we encounter the dragons that we have to slay, the initiation and the return, all of these issues. And it was none other than George Lucas who understood the message of Joseph Campbell. And he then took that message, and that's how he developed the whole Star Wars episode. Yes, Luke Skywalker is the hero within. George Lucas recognized that. And he built the whole, all the movies and all that's been done with Star Wars. In fact, the latest episode, if you haven't seen it, includes something that Lucas himself said he hadn't quite understood. So it was amazing to me to understand that George Lucas, and all that he understood, he was still learning more. I always appreciate that about any person that says, you know, I've learned this and this and that and whatever. But the most important thing is I have more to learn. That's a beautiful part of every one of us. And all we have to do is simply say, yes, I need to learn more. And then we do, we do that. We keep learning. We keep growing. Luke Skywalker. Have you ever wondered why he got that name? Skywalker? What does that image bring forth in your mind? What, how does someone walk on the sky? Ah, but it's a symbol and it's a myth. It is a picture of an adventure that is beyond the ordinary. No, he wasn't literally walking in the sky, on the sky, whatever that might be. But no, Luke Skywalker and you and me, my friends, all have been invited by all the energies that are within us to take another journey, a journey beyond the ordinary, a journey beyond time and space. Yes, we're still alive here on this planet, but... There's an adventure awaiting you. There's an adventure awaiting me. An adventure for all of us, beyond anything that has kept us too small. An adventure beyond anything that has condemned us. Anything that has judged us. Anything that has labeled us as less than who we truly are. Your adventure, my friends. Your adventure, and mine as well is to find and to become our most beautiful self. How does that resonate with you right now? Your most beautiful self. Have you found that? Do you have any inkling of what that might be? Are you already celebrating some of that? Whatever it is, I promise you, my friends, there is more of your beautiful self to celebrate. You will do it. You will, because... You want that, or you wouldn't be listening to this show. Beyond religion, your life is waiting, yes. Beyond all the smallness of the past, beyond all those energies that would control us, our life is awaiting our choice. Joseph Campbell wrote about the hero's adventure with three basic scenarios, a departure, an awakening, and a return. What does all this mean? I'm gonna begin today to share more about that and in the next several weeks, I'm gonna be sharing a whole lot more. I know what this is like, I've done it. And the truth is, there's never just one departure, awakening and return for any of us. There are more than one. Who knows how many? That's up to us and how we choose it. But the hero always has to leave the ordinary that the hero has to leave certain things behind in order to become more. We can't hang on to all the old baggage. We get so tired of that. I know exactly what that feels like. The old baggage that has kept us small. The old baggage that has kept us in fear. The old baggage that keeps us hurting deep inside in ways that we no longer need to hurt. This is a process, it's an adventure. So the departure, the the leaving home, as Joseph Campbell talked about it, it's not a literal leaving of your home. The home in Campbell's writing is, again, a symbol. It's It's a myth, it's a story, it's an idea. So the departure, first of all that means that we see already and we understand already that there's more to life than just the ordinary. There's more to life than what I've experienced yet. There's more to this thing called being than I have yet known, and doggone it, I'm gonna find it. I went through that. I remember that happening so many years ago, though I didn't understand it in the context of the hero's journey, but now I do. The departure is an experience of an inner knowing that you know there's more to find, and you will find it. And no one, no one is going to stop you from finding it. There's not one dragon on your path, and Campbell's writings are filled with the mythology of dragons and demons and witches and all kinds of things. In each of those symbols, my friend, in each of those symbols, there is a gift. Each of those symbols represents something we have within ourselves that we can slay. Every dragon we slay is nothing but a transformation of our inner shadow. Anyway, the departure is knowing that there's an adventure to pursue, and that's taking shape right now. The longings deep inside your heart, the questions that you are asking, the wondering that is going through your mind, what else is there? What adventures yet await me? All of these things are part of our journey, part of the hero inside of you and me saying, I want to become the focus here. I want to become real. I want you, your hero, to become the fullest, most beautiful expression of being that you've ever known. The second step is the awakening. Seeing a new way of being. After departing from the ordinary, we always find this. Wait a minute. We knew that there was more and wow, look here. A new way of being, a new way of thinking, allowing new values to shape us, allowing new ways of being to change the old patterns that have kept us too small. Yes, that's what it's about. And stop running away from things and start running toward the best that there is to be. The awakening means that we are choosing to transform all of our old reactions and all of our old attitudes. We can do this. We are not stuck in any old pattern. We are not stuck anywhere. Never ever are we stuck unless we think we are. But to choose to transform the past, to let go of all the old beliefs, the old pain, the old feelings, the old judgments, and to slay those dragons, that is what the awakening is about. So the hero departs from the ordinary, goes on a quest. The awakening begins to happen, and it continues to happen. And then the return, the return. Remember in George Lucas' story, the return of the Jedi? And what did that mean? You know what that means. But ask yourself deep inside, what does the return of the Jedi mean in my life? Wow. So this is part of the story. So the return is that the hero has left, awakened, and has come back in a new way of living and being, expressing now a new self, that new self that you are becoming, home. And home, I put in quotes, home is now different. Home is different than living in the same place. Even though we go back and We might stay in that same home or stay in that same family, of course, or stay in that same job or relationships or whatever, but home is now different. Why? Because we have changed who we are. It's time to take a break right now. I'll continue with this in just a couple of minutes.
0: This is the Seventh Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on us.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be extraordinary. Be the change.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, if you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com Again that's the divine is within us at gmail.com Now back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy.
2: So the hero has departed and the hero has begun to awaken and the hero is returning. As I just said a few minutes ago, this living and being that new self, that we are becoming, that is part of the return. That this home, this thing we call home, is now, even if it's the same place, it's now different. And the most important thing is that you and I are different. You and I, because of the departure and the awakening, we have a message. A message not to go preach at people, but a message to share. We have a message that, looks like our lives being lived, not just words that we speak. You now can make a beautiful difference for others by sharing your life with them, by sharing your own transformations with them, by sharing in honesty how you've come to to be and to learn and to see and to know and to grow. We do this by encouraging each other, not by telling somebody else that they need to go do the same thing. (laughs) No, that's the old pattern. Not by telling somebody else that they're wrong unless they do it. No. By sharing the beauty of our new self with them. Sharing it. And doing it in a loving way that encourages others to do the same. Because our shadow is being transformed more and more. It is never done. And that's a good thing. Not a frustration. But the more I learn to transform my own shadow... The more I can be patient with other people, the more I can be caring and loving, the more I can understand what somebody else is going through. This is the hero's journey, departing, awakening, and returning. This is our human journey. This is where we are. And as I mentioned before, and I'll say more about it a little bit later, Yeshua, Jesus, taught this when he taught about the, the story of the prodigal son. The son who one day realized he had to depart. He did. He went through an awakening process and he returned to great celebration. The Star Wars story is the same thing. The Empire, the Jedi, the Force. When we go back and look at all these movies, in fact, I just ordered more of the whole set just the other day, and I am going to watch every one of them all over again because the message is so powerful. The Force, may it be with you, we hear throughout the movie series. And as Joseph Campbell said, and I didn't realize this as clearly as I do now until just a few weeks ago, And as I read more and more of the hero's journey and and the myths to live by and other things that Campbell wrote, I was wondering, is he going to get at it? Excuse me. Is he going to say what I'm hoping he's going to say? And one day, a couple hundred pages later, I said, aha, there it is. For Joseph Campbell said, the force is the divine within us. Realizing that, experiencing that, living in the power of the force. May it be with you. And I say, Joseph Campbell, thank you. The force is not just with us, the force is within us. And that is the message of Joseph Campbell, of Yeshua. It is the message of the hero's journey, our greatest adventure lies just ahead of us on that spiritual road less traveled, I call it. We need to learn how to ski spiritually. As a downhill skier has learned to navigate the slippery slope, dodging the trees, but maybe later purposely coming close, but but has enough skills to avoid it. That's all part of learning how to ski. The slippery slope has so many People in the religious settings have said many, for many years. At least I heard this long ago. You don't dare think for yourself. That's the slippery slope to destruction. And I said, "Wait a minute, slippery slope? No, I'll take it any day. I will choose to learn by and to learn and to grow by the mistakes I make, like a skier going downhill. I tried that a couple of times, slipping and falling all the way to the bottom. And you know." With every slip, with every fall, a skier learns how to ski. Those magnificent downhill skiers didn't obtain those skills in just a week or two or a year or two. The slippery slope, the spiritual road less traveled, I say give it to me, any day, any time. The continuous discovery of divine connection is the changeless state of the spiritual path traveler how to excise excuse me how to realize and experience and to become aware of the divine within us is our task so my question today another question i have a lot of them as you know when is a fairy tale far more than a child story a fairy tale can be one of the most powerful sources of healing insight and personal empowerment If only we know how to interpret it and to apply its insights. But when we hear, once upon a time, something changes deep inside of us. We know we're not just being told something out of somebody else's experience. It's, no, wow, we are being invited into a story. Invited into a story to choose who we are in that story. To choose the lessons and the insights that we see others in the story going through and learning. We get to choose who we are in the story. And that's the same thing about life. We get to choose who we are in this lifetime. No religion, no boss, no authority, no figure that has set themselves up, up in a way that they try to control others. Not a single one of them is what we need to do, what we need to put up with. No one has authority over you. When an adult sees the truth hidden within a fairy tale and chooses to become more than ever before, the power of that myth becomes delightfully real. A myth is not a lie. It's not a false story. A myth is a story told to reveal truth the difference is we get to choose the truths in the story that apply to ourselves instead of telling, having someone else tell us what we have to choose. No, we get to choose. If there's any lesson in life for all of us to learn, it's that in, in a nutshell that we get to choose. A fairy tale is always a story about possibilities and about choices. Far too many people crave literal interpretations of certain stories because they are afraid of uncertainty. That is the fear in religion, the fear of uncertainty. So they come up with all kinds of doctrines and theologies and dogmas and beliefs. They desperately need to come up with what they label as the only truth. Beliefs rather than truth are but excuses to hold on desperately to some kind of false security. But why? Just believing something literally doesn't make it true at all. It's only when we act on an insight and apply it to our lives that any truth can be known. Beyond belief is where truth changes everything deep inside. Beliefs only solidify fear with false answers and a false certainty. And yet... Throughout history, humanity's most powerful truths have always been communicated in the form of stories. This is true in every culture in all of time from the very beginning. Storytelling is what captures our imagination like nothing else can. Stories open our inner self to a deeper understanding that is far more than just hearing some dry lecture or some sermon (laughs) <laughs> Stories can take us to the threshold of the most powerful choices we can ever make, and they take us to the brink of our most beautiful self ever. Stories, adventures, the once upon a time. A story is more, most powerful, rather, when it requires us to think, to wonder, and to choose. As we automatically put ourselves into every story we hear, We identify with one of the characters, or more than one sometimes, and find ourselves learning the lesson that they are learning. We find ourselves identifying with that image. Far beyond just entertainment, a story that contains a compelling myth opens us to the possibility of being more than ever before. A myth is a mystical story, a mystical concept, that invites us to come in to see ourselves somewhere in the story and to choose and to choose and to choose again. We call into question at least seven inner issues with every story we hear. One, who is this person that I call me? Why is this person, me living like I am living today? Three, Why did I come to this planet? Four, am I fulfilling the purpose for which I've come here? Five, what have I been neglecting? And six, in what ways do I need to wake up, to learn more, to awaken? In what ways do I need to know more than I know today? And seven, who is it that might have lied to me? about what life is all about. Is life just getting a job, uh, getting married, having a relationship, maybe having a family, uh, going to work, uh, earning money, uh, let's see, paying the bills, oh yeah, uh, keeping the car fixed and running on the road, uh, keeping the driveway clear in the snow if you live where they have such things? Or what is life telling me? Is life about organizing a desktop full of loose papers? Is life about running errands? Trying to figure out who is doing what today? Trying to figure out why neighbors are like they are? Trying to figure out why the boss is upset today? Trying to deal with the traffic on the road as we drive to and fro, back and forth to work and wherever else we're going? Go to the grocery store to get food, come home to cook the food, feed myself or feed the family, whatever our situation is. My friends, what is life about? Is that it? No, there's much more. Oh, life includes all of those things. Yes, that's true. Life is about those details and many, many more. Dealing with illness, dealing with celebration, buying this, buying that, enjoying, etc., etc., Someone said, maybe if we could create a life from which we don't need to take a vacation, we might have learned something. I say, yes, I think so. And every one of us can have that kind of experience. We don't need to live life running here and there, doing this and that, and calling it living. What else is there for you, my friends, so that you can say, I am truly living? Oh, so many people look at all these adventures and things and the things we have to do and say, what is the meaning of life? What in the world does that mean? We look at it and we wonder and we wonder some more. What is the meaning of life? Joseph Campbell said, you know, there's a different question to ask, a different way to see it. He says, I don't want to know the meaning of life as somebody else says it. I want to know the experience of being fully alive. Yes, and that's it. What is it to be fully alive? We'll take that further after this break. The
0: Voice America 7th Wave Channel
1: Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus Was Not a Christian, available right now on Amazon.com. Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles, and you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today.
0: Visionary. This is the Voice America Seventh Wave Channel.
1: You are listening to Beyond Religion Your Life is Waiting. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to The Divine is Within Us at gmail.com. Again, that's The Divine is Within Us at gmail.com. Now, back to the program. Here again is Jim Stacy.
2: So, we are on an adventure. If there's anything you hear today, I would ask, hope, and I would hope that you'd hear that your life can be far more of an adventure than it has ever yet been. You deserve the adventure. Not the rut. (laughs) We deserve the adventure. We deserve are more than human beings running errands. We are the divine in human form. We have the power of choice deep within. I wrote a fairy tale a few years ago. I think I've mentioned before, and I, I'm not home right now, so I don't have all my notes in front of me. But I might have shared some of this with you, but even if I did share all of it, I'm going to share this story again because I've discovered so many times that I need to read something or hear something more than once to really get it. So, the power of myth, the power of a story. I wrote this as that once upon a time kind of adventure. And I want to share it with you right now. It's called Emerging from the Shadow. Once upon a time, there were two children who lived near the edge of of a mystical and magical forest. Their parents, having been taken from them years before, these twins lived with an aunt who was known for her rather cantankerous ways, but from their parents they had learned some powerful ways to overcome the more surface issues of the visible world. Those ways were the grounding and healing energies of drumming and singing and chanting writing poems and reveling in the delights of sharing them with each other. Time after time, when difficulties arose, they'd go into the forest. These children always found immense comfort for their spirits there in the forest. The twins didn't understand why those activities are so meaningful, but just knowing and feeling the inner strength that they gained in those magical times, they continued their practices with great delight, In doing so, the unpredictable emotions of their treacherous and domineering aunt were navigated successfully, a few difficult times here and there, notwithstanding. Now, these twins had enjoyed most of their times in school, though often they found themselves bored with the rigidity of the classroom. Their teacher, in that one-room schoolhouse, who had been there for quite a while, one day was replaced by a new schoolmaster. It wasn't long before the twins realized that this new schoolmaster was possessed of the same dark energies as their aunt, only much worse. The schoolmaster proved to be an angry, controlling, dark-side monster for whom, you will obey, was now the order of the day. With their inner delight somewhat taken from them during the time spent in school, especially during the rigid and boring math lessons, the twins did what they knew best. They kept drumming, and singing, and chanting, with all they were able to. In in all that they were able to do, they were, remained mostly peaceful, in the midst of the schoolhouse madness. Though it was becoming more and more difficult to do so, as the schoolmaster wielded his controlling energies more and more, he couldn't understand why these two twins were not terribly affected by his domineering spirit. All the other children were demonstrating an obvious fear of him in their acquiescence to marching by his drum beat. Then one day at recess, the schoolmaster caught the twins in the back of the schoolyard, drumming and singing as if the world of the schoolmaster didn't exist. In a flash of anger, he snatched away their drums and forbade them from ever singing on the school grounds again. With all that, he took their power away. As a kind of darkness fell upon them, they floundered about in their confusion and their loss. Without the magic of their drums, they were not the same. Soon, they began to have difficulty, even with each other, and found themselves quarreling and quite sad. The schoolmaster's effect was growing as his lies about who they really were constantly challenged what they previously had known themselves to be. As their inner voices were weakened, and his energies getting stronger without their drums and songs, the twins began to believe the schoolmaster's lies. As he bellowed, You are bad. You must obey. You must live by the rules, not by your own stupidity. You have no value unless you do what you're told. Those lies, and many more, were getting louder and more threatening with each passing day. Who are we? they wondered. "'What have we become?' queried their weakened voices. As they were both overcome with tears and longing for what had been lost, they found themselves walking down the old familiar path to the forest one day. Their inner anguish over their fate was more than they could bear. As they walked and wandered through the familiar parts of the forest, they suddenly realized they were entering the deeper, darker parts of the forest.' where they had never been before. With a glance into each other's eyes, a hug of both love and reassurance, and an affirmative twinkle in their eyes, hand in hand they walked into the dark forest. A while later, as they sat down to rest on a huge boulder beside a very large log, suddenly fear began to overtake them as a large vine dropped out of the trees just in front of their faces. This was no ordinary vine. While it looked innocent enough, it was quickly joined by more and more twisting, gnarled vines coming closer and closer to them. Soon, their ability to move was greatly diminished. Terrified by the entrapment of the vines, their fear grew worse as the vines began speaking to them and taunting them. Now the twins felt even weaker by the the minute as they heard the same old lies they'd heard from their tyrannical old schoolmaster, and they felt the same controlling energy. As their strength diminished and their fear intensified, they heard laughter behind the vines, a laughter that was all too familiar from the many times they'd heard their aunt laugh at their calamity. No amount of struggle could push the vines away. Nothing could silence the voices of the vines as the siblings became weaker and weaker. Then as the worst fear of all came over them, the fear of not surviving, suddenly they had a flash of memory. Then, in a familiar unison, they almost shouted as a glimmer of hope arose from deep within, let's drum. And with that inspiration, they managed to slide down the boulder under the vines and drop to the ground. They picked up some very strong sticks and they began drumming on that old log laying beside them. They drummed and drummed and drummed louder and louder until they began to remember something of what they had lost. They kept drumming as they began to sing and chant once more. They filled the dark forest with the sounds of their drums and their voices. As they reclaimed their magic connections deep inside and with each other, they also reclaimed their own voices, that had once given them inner strength. As their voices grew stronger, they drummed and drummed even more, as they listened once again to the ancient wisdom they had once known, the gentler and more loving voice that had taught them to choose for themselves. And with that, their power to choose returned even more than ever before. As each choice was given a voice, and they proclaimed that choice with all their might, there came more and more strength from deep inside. The vines had no choice but to recede and move away as they reclaimed their own power. But as the vines pulled back, the twins noticed on the shiny surface of the leaves, they could see their own reflections. And with their reclaimed wisdom, they knew that each vine was but a reflection of an inner part of themselves that they needed to see, embrace, transform, and let go. Tears of grief had been shed before, tears from the past because of losing their parents, living with their aunt, enduring the haggard old schoolmaster, but now their tears are no longer tears of loss and bondage, but were transformed into tears of freedom and celebration as they reclaim not just the parts of their past, but their own essence deep inside. They were now claiming themselves anew with what had just begun, and the most powerful and wonderful parts of their lives was just beginning to happen. The twinkle in their eyes told it all. As the twins thanked each vine for showing up and revealing to them what needed to be changed, the vines pulled back even further, and they began to say, We just wanted you to hear us. You're now free to go, for we no longer have the power to keep you here. Then each vine thanked the twins for their loving energies and left them to further celebrate their regained magic. As the vines withered away, the twins danced out of the forest. And with that, they experienced these new celebrations opening their inner doors to a freedom they had never yet known. With that deep remembering, they left the bondage and torment behind as they learned to walk each day in the strength and wisdom of their new selves and their new insights that were ever increasing. And then they returned to the school, determined to speak their truth no matter what. To their delight, but not totally unexpected, the haggard old schoolmaster had been replaced. Their former teacher, though ill for a time, had returned to be with them. Having heard their story, she immediately returned their drums and the magic of singing and chanting filled the air once more. In sharing their story with all the children, those once wounded were now bringing healing and celebration to others. The twins knew that their story had just begun. End of fairy tale. So my friends, as we've listened to that, together. I have some questions for you. Who in the story do you most relate to, and why that one? Who has controlled you and kept you too small? What are the vines in your life? What are they saying to you, and what do you have to say to them? What does your drumming look like? What does your drumming sound like? How will you change your own life story? How will you change the world as it presently is? I'll be right back after this break.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network.
1: Jim Stacy is the author of 11 books, including his first title, Jesus Was Not a Christian, Healing the Shame and Fear from Man-Made Theology. That book is available on Amazon. The other 10 books, which are titled A Healing Spiritual Journey, are available as downloads on thedivineiswithinus.com. When you visit that site, you may also download his CDs and articles. And you can also find out more about where Jim will be speaking, spiritual retreats, and vision quests. Visit www.thedivineiswithinus.com today. Jim Stacy's first book, Jesus Was Not a Christian, is available on Amazon.com. Discover what the church has been hiding for over 1,700 years. Find out why people carry the wounds of guilt and shame instead of the power of loving and being loved. Discover that you are part of the divine. Learn about the kingdom of heaven within you and find out why history has been twisted by those who slaughtered tens of thousands of innocent people. See why the real Jesus never said the words hell or sin. Jesus was not a Christian. Available right now on Amazon.com.
0: The Voice America Seventh Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness.
1: Are listening to beyond religion your life is waiting if you have a question or comment about our program please send an email to the divine is within us at gmail.com again that's the divine is within us at gmail.com now back to the program here again is Jim Stacy
2: so we're all living a life why did you choose this lifetime Have you ever asked yourself that question? Why did you choose to come to the planet as male or female? Why did you choose to come to the parents that you came to be with? Why did you choose that scenario? I never believed this for many years, but now I know for sure. Yes. Though I didn't want to believe it for myself, I now know. I chose that family. That family of pain... That family of great difficulty, that family who was steeped in the lies of religion, I chose that. And why did I choose that? Why did I go on for so many years, not understanding that it was a choice? It was because I had yet to learn that all I had experienced, all the pain, the anguish, all the difficulties, all of those was so that I could gain insights. All of those were so that I could transform some really old stuff. And thankfully, the more I've chosen to do that, I now find that I'm able to share with others. I'm delighted. I can't even say how delighted I am to share with you, my friends, and to share with everyone that I possibly can the truth of who we really are that our lives are not just as they have been. We are the divine in human form. We've come here for a great adventure. We've come here to awaken our own hero deep within. We've come here to do that. And as the twins experience, we've come here to learn through everything that was taken away, there's a gift. And the gift for them as well as for us is that we get to look at our own selves, not with anguish and not with condemnation and not with fear and all that. No, we get to look at ourselves as those reflections the twins saw in those shiny leaves. And we say, aha, this difficulty is a reflection of something inside of me that I need to let go. This difficulty is a reflection of my shadow self that I can overcome First, I face it, I look at it, I don't blame others for it, I just see it. And without judgment or condemnation, I say, aha, yes, that is part of me, but no more. I'm choosing to let it go, and I'm choosing to replace it. And the beauty of all that is we get to choose what it is we let go, how we let it go, and we get to choose what replaces the old energies. Just as Yeshua taught and the spiritual truths that he revealed in so many stories that he told, he told it so often. And within every story is the power to choose, the power to be. He told those stories to convey truth, truth to his listeners. His statement of why he came to the planet was very, very clear. He said, I have come to be a living example of the truth. He did this mostly by telling stories, parables, myths, whatever we want to call them, so that people could understand in picture form the truths that he was sharing. He told the story of of the Good Samaritan. Some of you might know who that is, and some of you may not. But that was not an actual event that happened. It was rather a story that revealed truth about what a person would act like if they were going to obey the greatest commandment that Yeshua taught, that commandment of loving our neighbors as we love ourselves. He told stories about loving enemies. He told parables about a lost coin, a pearl of great price, a lost sheep, a man who found a great treasure in a field, a widow who swept her house to find something she lost, a man sowing grain in the field. He told story after story after story, told the truth by revealing people's lives to themselves. For as I said before, in every story we find ourselves. We really can't do it any other way. And that's the beauty of it all. In every movie we watch, in everything we see or listen to, we do find ourselves in those stories. And the problem with those stuck in religion is that they see themselves, but they don't admit it. They see that negative energy over there, and what do they do? Oh, instead of seeing that they're guilty, or that they need to work on that, or they need to work on some issue in their own lives, no, they make somebody else responsible for it. It's called projection. Every time people speak out and say, you are this, you are this, you're bad, blah, 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 all they're doing is pointing a finger at their own self. They're projecting their own shadow, the one that they refuse to admit, trying to make you guilty instead of owning it for themselves. So I would encourage you, the next time anyone points a finger, the next time anyone shouts blame at you, the next time anyone does something that's hurtful, we can simply say, I can love that person, and help them see their own shadow, and hopefully they'll help me see my own shadow too. It's what it's about. Loving each other enough to be aware of our shadow. Loving each other enough to know what needs to replace the shadow. Loving each other enough to be fully who we are. Beyond guilt and shame. Beyond, beyond, beyond all that stuff. The divine is within us all, awaiting for us to find our most beautiful self. For that is the the, the beauty, the divine within, our divinity. Your divinity is your most beautiful self. And you and I can learn to let it shine, to let that light shine, to let our truths be known. A myth that's properly understood and applied to our lives can be one of the greatest human experiences as we travel here temporarily on planet Earth. When your temporary journey this lifetime is about to end, what will you be wondering about most of all? What adventure will you wish you had taken? What regrets might swirl around you as you take your last breath? What is the price of awakening? And what are the eternal benefits of having awakened? One thing I know, I know a lot of things, sometimes I think I know, sometimes I don't know, but I do know this. I choose to never leave this life by holding, in the the energy of holding regrets. I choose to live my life to the fullest. I choose to know what Joseph Campbell said. I want to know the experience of being fully alive. And I'm going to take this adventure and that adventure and the next one and the next one. And I am going to live life to the fullest. And I will share that wherever I can. And I will be kind and loving to as many people as I can. I want to share the story I will not sit on the porch watching life go by. I will not live wishing I had done something. And when I take my last breath, I'm going to say, whoopee, I wonder what this next adventure is like. The hero, my friends, as Joseph Campbell said, and I quote, the hero is the one who, while still alive, Knows and represents the claims of his superconsciousness through which creation is more or less unconscious. The adventure of the hero represents the moment in this life when he, when he achieves illumination. That nuclear moment when, while still alive, he found and opened the road to the light beyond the dark walls of our living death. Joseph Campbell. So, my friends. If I can encourage you in any way today, I'm going to say this. Look at life as it is. Know that there's more. Choose what you want to be. Choose what you want to learn. Just open, 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 and keep asking questions. We're going to go much further with this next week and the next two or three weeks to come. So I will join you then, and we will continue the hero's journey. (music)
1: Thank you for tuning into the program today. Please join Jim Stacy for another edition of Beyond Religion, Your Life is Waiting, next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. This week, let the divine work for you and with you. You're bound to experience a new life.